next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who that? And welcome back to Kenosha Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always. Brendan Ertle. Today I have a very, very special guest. I have Matt Mascana, host of After Further Review. You can find him on weekdays 3 to 6 on ESPN New Orleans and Baton Rouge. He's the host of After Further Review. Matt, welcome to the show. Brendan, what's up, man? Appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's awesome having you on. I always watch your After Further Review clips. You guys need to go check them out on YouTube. And I'm excited to start talking about uh, Saints training camp. And that's kind of my first question for you. Uh, when I'm on Twitter, I'm watching the Saints videos, I'm watching the highlights, and I get all excited. And I got to remember, they're not going to show the bad the players. They're just going to show the good, good plays. Uh, we're probably never going to see Justin Hardy on one-on-one on an island. What are you kind of taking away from training camp and the videos that you're seeing? Man, it is so hard. Like, I was thinking about this earlier today. This is – I'm curious if you feel the same way. This is the most disconnected I have ever felt with this football team Mm -hmm. and it's just not being able to see it with your own eyes is it makes it impossible because you're you're basically it's like if you were blind and someone was was giving you step-by-step instructions in which way to walk and then you Mm -hmm. say okay well what what did you think uh, about what you saw it's like well I didn't see anything so like you just said I'm basically just trusting whatever they show I mean I I guess what I'm I'm trying to read tea leaves here, take maybe takeaways like what I've come to to know in listening to Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis and Drew Brees and so many of these guys for so many years. And a lot of times they have tells. Like, I think the fact that Sean Payton keeps bringing up Deontay Harris mm-hmm. is an indicator that they think Deontay Harris is going to be involved as a receiver this year more than just a kicking game. I think – you know, cutting Nigel Bradham, I think Nigel maybe wasn't proven to be such a great locker room guy. And we know that Sean Payton values that tremendously in this organization. And it's also an easier decision because they really like Zach Vaughn and Alex Anzalone's healthy. I mean, I, those are the types of things that I take away. But just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the kind of guy, Brendan, man, I love – watching preseason games because I'm I'm the junkie that that cares about who the final three guys to make the 53 man are going to be because so many times those guys impact games man I used this example the other day it's like Courtney Roby you know he's the sixth receiver he was never going to impact the game that way but he was your gunner on special teams he returned kickoffs like that was a key guy that was a you know a guy that you got because he he made his hay in in the preseason games in training camp so you know man I, I miss I miss that but it's a good question. It's just so hard to be, to feel connected right now. I'm really just looking forward to seeing them play against Tampa. Yeah, me as well. And like you said, last year, if we didn't have an off se- if we didn't have preseason games, a guy like Deontay Harris might not even be on this team just yeah. because they wouldn't know who he was. And that kind of jumps into my next question about Jameis, the competition between Jameis and Taysom Hill. Uh, Drew Brees said it best. He said, Tamus, and I've been saying that ever since. Um, 
you adopted it. Huh? You're all I, in on Tamus. Yeah, and I'm saying it un- unconsciously sometimes. And we are what nine practices in. If if this was a regular off season, we'd still be in OTAs, and we're trying to judge is it's Jameis the future? Is Taysom not looking good? Uh, what do you, what, what do you think of Jameis and Taysom right now? Or is it just kind of like laid back? We'll wait till the season. Taysom has a kid on the way, so he actually he has a kid now. So yeah, he's not getting much sleep. So, <laughs> um, so my feet. So I am on a, on a super extreme on this one. Um, as soon as Tampa cut Jameis Winston. I went all in. A lot of people laughed at me. I was like, the Saints need to go sign him. Mm-hmm. Because there's not, there's, there's not going to be, in, in this weird quarterback year, where there just weren't enough seats at the table for the quarterbacks that were, that were looking for jobs, starters were going to have to take backup roles. Jameis is a starter in the NFL. He's one of what, t- nine guys in the history of the league to throw for 5,000 yards in a season. He's a former number one overall pick. No one is ever going to question his physical ability. I love, I am salivating over the idea of 26-year-old Jameis Winston entering his prime, being the Saints quarterback for the next decade. The the Saints have basically acquired Jameis Winston at the same point in his career that they acquired Drew Brees. And the fact that you have a guy that's been a starter, that knows your personnel, that knows the division, and by the way, your coaching staff knows him intimately from scouting him for the last four years. I love adding Jameis Winston. I love him sitting behind Drew Brees. I love him learning from Sean Payton and Pete Carmichael. I think Jameis Winston is – like, he's obviously committed himself. He's gone vegan. He's lost weight. He had LASIK. Like, he has been humbled – in a way that superstars rarely are. When you're always the best athlete, and Jameis was a two-sport guy even at Florida State, when you're always the best athlete, Heisman Trophy winner, national champion, number one overall pick, and then all of a sudden you ain't it and someone kicks you to the curb, man, one of two things happen. You either go the way of Jamarcus Russell and, and you fade, or Johnny Manziel, you fade, or you get really motivated. And you want to go kick somebody's ass. And I see that in Jameis. He has committed himself, and I am so optimistic. Look, Taysom Hill's attempted, what, nine passes in his NFL career? Do I have that number? It's something like that. Something like that. Like, I love – don't get me wrong. I love Taysom Hill, the role he has carved in New Orleans, and there is so much value to that role in this offense. But Taysom Hill will never be – a great starting quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he's, he's pushing 30. He's had, in, he had injuries every year at BYU. Like he, he's only attempted nine passes in his career. We're talking about a guy that's thrown for five, that one of the nine guys that's thrown for 5,000 yards in a season. Like this is so easy. I can't believe there are fans that actually have a painstaking decision over this. It's easy. Like, it's the former number one overall pick with him for 5,000 yards last year. That's the guy. He is the guy. And I am really excited to see what Saints football looks like after Drew Brees because I think they got their guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. And one of the big parts of being a Saint is being good in the locker room. And I think he's done top-notch at that. 
we've seen guys like Eric McCoy and Jared Cook be cracking up on their interviews because they say how funny and how nice of a guy he is in the locker room. So it's just a testament to him. But going back to Eric McCoy, your show yesterday after further review, you talked about this a little bit. But Ruiz and McCoy at center guard, do you think they, they're not saying they prefer a plain center or guard? I think they have a preference. I don't know about you. But who do you prefer at center and right guard? Um, I would just prefer they pick and roll with it. Mm-hmm. it the, so I don't think there's any question. Next year, week one, Cesar Ruiz is your center and Eric McCoy is your right guard. I, like, I, don't, I don't even think that that's going to be debatable. Ruiz is the future at center. McCoy is going to be a guard. Ruiz is a more natural center. He's built for it. McCoy just did a great job at it last year. Um, I, 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 I'd, I'd, I'd sort of compare that to Ethan Posick. If you remember Ethan Posick at, at LSU, who played every position along the line at LSU, but he settled in at center. And it's rare that you see a six, seven center. And everyone knew he wasn't going to play that in the NFL, but it was nice to know he could. And he settled in at guard there in Seattle. That's going to be McCoy. Ruiz is going to be the center, but I also can totally understand and respect that without a real preseason and a real offseason, do you really want to throw a second consecutive rookie into the center spot for a second mm-hmm. consecutive year? And that makes me really apprehensive. And it's something that I would love to know Drew Brees' candid thoughts on. Like, are you good with another rookie center? And I think it's like it's that – I mean, it is that black and white. You go to – if you're Sean Payton, you go, hey – are you comfortable with another rookie in this spot this year? Or do you want the continuity? Because I have no doubt Ruiz can play guard, but he's going to be a better center eventually. It's just, do they have the rapport between Drew Brees and, and Cesar Ruiz? I mean, next year, I don't think it's a question. Ruiz is your center. This year, I, if I had to bet, I think McCoy probably stays there to start the season. Yeah, and it's great to have the versatility with both of them, with Nick Easton as well. I agree. I do prefer McCoy at right guard. He posted some Instagram videos of him dunking, and you just love the athleticism at the guard position, especially coming from Larry Warford. How Warfare. unfair is that? How unfair <laughs> is that? Like, you want to know why dudes like me and you never got to play college <laughs> or pro ball? It's because Eric McCoy, who's a literal giant, mm-hmm. is dunking a basketball. It's like, yep. what? You, know, you know what I got? I got like I, – I got like – moderately decent genes to where I could be like an okay high school offensive lineman. This is dunking <laughs> a basketball at like six five three thirty. man, whatever. <laughs> well, talk about freak athletes, the Saints wide receiver room. This is probably, I'm not, I, I don't want to make any hot takes, but this is going to be one of the Drew Brees' best wide receiver rooms he's had it with Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. And we can pencil in Traquan Smith to that three position because I've heard only great things from Sean Payton. But do you think a guy like Benny Fowler or Emmanuel Butler can get on the get on the roster at that wide receiver four spot, or is that spot mm. kind of reserved for Deontay in the offense this year? That's a real. See, I would love to be able to answer that question, having seen those guys play, but we haven't mm. seen them. Like all the talk last year about Butler because he crushed it in training camp, and then he got on the field and it didn't translate. So I know they like him. I just don't know if, if he's matured in any way. The guy I loved last year was little Jordan Humphrey. I saw mm-hmm. him play at Texas. He played in big-time games. I know he could, he could be you know, a, a slot guy or he could, he could beat you deep. 
So, like, I don't know about Fowler. I mean, he's a young veteran. I love that Drew vouched for him. And if Drew Brees is vouching for you, that's got to mean something. Um, but, man, I don't – I know what, what Sean's saying about Traquan. I just don't buy it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can understand how coaches sometimes speak to their players through the media, and maybe that's Sean trying to give Traquan sort of that boost of confidence, and I totally respect that. But I got – if I'm going to believe – Traquan Smith is going to be that number three. I just, I just got to see it. I'm just, forgive me. I'm just going to be the complete doubting Thomas. I just got to see it to believe it. Yeah, I agree. And as we're speaking, Nick Unhurl just tweeted out that Drew Brees was praising him on a radio station, but he's not telling you to go get him in fantasy. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the offense could be stacked, but uh, this weekend the Saints are actually scrimmaging in the dome. Is this a good opportunity for kind of like a preseason analysis of the kind of like the players they have? Or do you think this would be kind of like a low-tempo kind of practice? What are you kind of expecting from the scrimmage in the Dome this weekend? So this would normally be your third preseason week. This is the week when you typically see the starters go deeper into the preseason game. Like, if they're following that kind of structure where you're actually trying to ramp up toward a season, I think this has to be one of those more intense type games. I'm not saying you're going all out, but, I mean, I don't think that this is – you're in walkthrough territory. I think the reason they're taking it to the Dome and the reason they're trying to simulate that is because of where you should be in your preseason by now. So, I mean, it's, it's so unorthodox. And, I mean – really Brendan like we're all guessing I mean Mm -hmm. we're just nobody has ever seen training camp during a pandemic with no preseason so I don't know man like I wish I could give you a concrete answer but it goes back to where we started with this thing I have never felt more disconnected from from this team and like from a, a talent standpoint they are the most talented roster in the NFL and I think they have an amazing chance if they can put it together in the postseason to win the Super Bowl. And I understand why those odds are going to be. Yeah, I know it's really hard to answer all these questions about training camp and who's going to make the roster and who's not. I know this last question I have for you, you have an answer for. I've heard it in your video. You're very highly opinionated about it. But what do you think of the name change of Chauncey Garner Johnson to CD Deuce and – uh, what do you expect from him in year two? <laughs> so all right, let me answer the second part first. Okay. I'm pumped about, I, I can't even call him CD Deuce. Like I can't, mm-hmm. it's so hard for me to bring myself to say that. I mean, it's, it's what the man wants to be called. Part of me feels like I have to respect it, but it just, I feel so stupid. It's, I mean, it's like the guy was eating like sesame seeds and then he's taking a crap. It's like CD Deuce. Did you even think about what you're calling yourself? Anyway, (laughs) but I, being such an LSU guy, I watched CJ Gardner Johnson at Florida his whole time there, and I hated him so much because Mm -hmm. he was so good. When the Saints drafted him, I was pumped because I knew how good of a player he was, and I couldn't believe where they got him in in the draft. I think this is a massive breakout year for C.J. Gardner-Johnson, a.k.a. C.D. Deuce. Um, and, yes, I think calling yourself C.D. Deuce is foolish. I, you know what's interesting, though, and I haven't checked this week, but I don't think yet on the, on the Saints website they've changed his name 
to CD Deuce. I'd have to check, but the last time I looked, like after he said he wanted to go by CD Deuce, it still said CJ Gardner Johnson on the Saints website. And like you know how they at practice they have like the the tape on the helmet with their names. Yep. I don't know if it says CD Deuce on there. Like if they're if he's actually going by it, it would be like an all in transformation. I haven't seen that. And I'm like, are are we going to see twenty two running around the field? with, like, C.D. Deuce on his nameplate instead of Gardner-Johnson? Like, Mm -hmm. that would be be akin to when Rod Smart called himself He Hate Me in the XFL. Like, it would be – I know everyone's going to say Ocho Cinco, which, of course, was stupid as well, but Chad Johnson changed his name back. But, like, it would be as absurd as He Hate Me in the NFL – or in the XFL. Yeah, I'm not going to call him C.D. Deuce until I see it on his helmet or the back of his jersey. So, that's where I stand on it. Fair enough. I'm, I'm with you, Brendan. You've convinced me. We will not call him – you and I will stand in solidarity. We will not call him C.D. Deuce until it is officially on the roster. Until then, he is still C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And even after and if it is on the roster, I still will not call this man C.D. Deuce. Completely agree. Now, everyone, if, if, if you guys like Matt Moscano, of course I do. He's such a fun guy. You guys need to go check out his After Further Review. If you can't check it out live, it's on YouTube. I'm always there. I'm always one of those viewers. So remember me, I'm always one of those viewers. But please go check him out. You can find him on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, any social media. He's there. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure, Brandon. Thanks, man. Hey, who that? 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 Who that?